Hare Krishna, everyone. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Hare Paul. Hare Krishna, Hare Paul. Okay, so here we go. Welcome to Saturday Sangha. Oh, my Gyanatimanandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shigurabe Nama Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamahyam Tadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Parakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatang Vitangtam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitangscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyade Shatarine Vancha kalpatarubhyascha Kripa sindubhya evacha Patitanam pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo namasindhu Dinabandho jagatpate Gopesha gopika kanta Radha Kanta Namastute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shivasari Gauravaktarinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
Welcome everyone to Saturday Sangha on July 31st, 2021, Planet Earth, Lord Brahma's universe, Lord Brahma of four heads, Kali Yuga, uh, 28th cycle uh, of kalpas, etc. Today we will sing Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's song number six of his Kalyana Kalpaturu and we will discuss the song and what it is he wants us to understand. And I think we can also discuss Raghunath Das Goswami's Manashiksha number, what is it this time? Six, I think. Uh, and then we can see if we have some show and tell and then then we'll see what happens I have a couple of things we can read discuss possibly continue Chaitanya Charitamrita but I'm also thinking to read something else because in anticipation of the appearance of Lord Sri Krishna. Since Krishna Janmashtami is coming up rapidly. <clears throat> so we'll see how it goes. Uh, that sounds like Daitiesha. Boy. Buenos dias, Taitiesha, Hare Krishna. Um, how do we adjust so that although we like to hear you, we don't hear you? <laughs> um, do we have to? Oh, there you go. Muting. Okay. Good. Here we go. Uh, this is Upadesha. Song number six, Bhaktivinoda Thakur addressing his mind, Mana Tumi Parile Kichar. <clears throat> My dear mind, what kind of contemptible rubbish have you fallen into now? Uh, this is a very um, rich translation. Navadipe potta kori nyaya ratna namadori bekare kach kachi koile sar. Studying intensely in the schools of Navadvip, Navadvipe potta koriya. Doing, doing Navadvipata. 
you have been awarded the distinguished title of Nyaya Ratna. <laughs> Nyaya Ratna Nam Doriya. So a knight, and this is a title um, of one who has become accomplished in the uh, discipline of Nyaya. He's called a Nyaya Ratna. They's, they still have this title, I, be, I believe. Um, <clears throat> Dori, Doriya, you have uh, taken on this uh, distinguished title, Nyaya Ratna, Jewel of Nyaya. Bekar Kachkachi Koile Sar. Then, disguised as a Vaishnava, <laughs> You indulge in long, dull arguments based on logic and reasoning, considering such logic to be your best object of pursuit. And we get a lot of purport in this translation. Um, however, such time-wasting arguments are exactly like the meaningless croaking of a small frog in the wilderness. Kach kachi, I believe, is uh, the sound of the beka. Beka is a frog, or a little frog. Beker. So the kach kachi of a frog. Beker kach kachi. Koile. In other words, such a sound is simply an unnecessary disturbance to the ears. So, in other words, your your big show of logic is just sounding like frogs. Dravyadi padartagan chaladi nigrahastan samavoy samavaya korile bichar. To support your deceptive hoax your deceptive cheating, and to get a firm footing on a bogus intellectual platform for oppressing and defeating others, Nigrahastan, you deliberate on an aggregate of materialistic subjects, <clears throat> such as knowledge of intrinsic word meanings. Uh, which may be samavaya. Hmm. Samanvaya, I'm familiar with samavaya. Dravyadi, dravya, etc. And padartagyan, this is uh, referring to the Vaisheshika system of darshanas. So there's there's Vedanta, there's uh, Mimamsa uh, or Purva Mimamsa, there's Uttara Mimamsa or Vedanta, there's Sankhya, there's Yoga, um, and there's Nyaya, and finally there's Vaisheshika. So Vaisheshika is a highly 
complex, sophisticated way of analyzing what it claims is everything. Everything that exists is especially categorized. Um, I believe one of their substances, one of their dravyas, is uh, the soul, the atma. So they don't deny, they're not gross materialists. Um, nevertheless, it's not a very popular darshan. Hardly anyone really talks about Vaisheshika nowadays, as far as I know. Um, a few scholars here and there. Tarker charama pala bhoyankar halahala nahi bicharile durnivar. However, uh, the ultimate result of all your logical arguments, tarka, tarker charama pala, pala is fruit, um, charama, I think, is from charma. Um, ultimate or essential. And your labeling of material objections uh, simply like a dreadful poison, hala hala. And you never consider that this poisonous influence, nahi bicharile, you don't consider. Uh, is extremely difficult to check. Dur nibar. Nibar from Sanskrit, nivara, to constrain, to stop. Bicharile, nahi bicharile. You don't think. <laughs> Vichara uh, means uh, to reflect, to think. Hridoy kotina holo. Bhakti bija na barilo. Kise hobe bhavasindu par. Just see, dear mind, your heart has indeed become as hard as a rock. Kotin uh, means hard. And the seed of the creeper of devotion, bhakti bija, cannot possibly grow barilo, na barilo, in such a barren place. So then, how will you cross over this vast ocean of material existence? Kise. Um, is the question word, how? Kise hobe, koibe, how will you? Bhavasindu par, how will you go across? Uh, or how will you happen across? Or the other side of the Bhavasindu. <clears throat> Anumile je ishar. She kulala, she kulala chakradar, sadhana kamone 
Habetar. In this position, you can only guess about the nature of the Supreme Lord, Anumile J. Ishvar. So Anumile would be like the word Anumana, uh, which is the second of the three principal forms of Pramana. Uh, can mean simply reasoning. Uh, sometimes it's translated as induction, though it's more like deduction. So, pratyaksha anumana and uh, shabda. So, anumile je ishvar. Uh, um, when this, uh, where are we? In this position, you can only guess about the nature of the Supreme Lord, just as a clay pot maker will observe the vast creation. She Kulala Chakradar. Chakradar. Um, one who has a potter's wheel, I think is the idea. Um, Sadhana Kamone Habetar. And then we get some more purport. Um, when the simple minded potter guesses about the Supreme, he thinks that the entire material creation is just like a large version of his own simple potter's wheel, and that the Lord is the potter. In other words, by seeing a clay pot, you can guess that there must have been a potter to make it in the first place. This philosophy is very crude and contains no scope for developing love for the Supreme Lord. That's actually an interesting point. Uh, we may come back to that. Um, okay, sadhana kamone habetar. How is... How, how will there be sadhana from that, uh, from, from that reasoning, from that anumana? Sahaja samadhi tyaji or tyajiya anumiti manabhaji tarkanishta hridoy tomar Renouncing your own natural samadhi, sahaja samadhi. So the word sahaja uh, can mean natural, and it's not to be misunderstood. Uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is not speaking about uh, sahajiya, prakrita sahajiya, uh, practices of the Apasampradaya. The word sahaja as such simply means natural. So sahaja samadhi, natural samadhi. Renouncing your natural samadhi, tyaji, tyajiya, and practically worshipping that which you can prove by simply guessing without actual realization, anumiti man 
bhaji, bhaji, worshipping, uh, worshipping your anumiti, your your reasoning or the conclusions of your reasoning. Your heart has become devoutly attached to arguing about such useless logic. Tarka nishta ridoy tomar. So nishta is being fixed and tarka is reasoning or logic argument. So your hridoy has become tarka nishta. It's become your faith is in tarka. Se or she hridoye krishna dan nahi pan sukasan aho dik she tarka char. Oh, to hell with all this rubbish logic. Dick is the curse word here, to hell with it. Shetarkachar, to hell with this logic. It has not made a comfortable seat in my heart for Lord Krishna to sit on. Nahipan shukasana. There's no comfortable place for the Lord to sit Shehridoye uh, in the heart, Krishnadan. And then finally, Anjai Nyayer Mata Durakoro Abhirata Bhajo Krishna Chandra Saratsar. My dear mind, I advise you to constantly kick out such an unreasonable argumentative mentality. Nyayer mata, an argumentative mentality. Dura koro amirata, kick it out far away. And just worship bhajo, uh, the moon like Krishna Chandra, the topmost truth. Bajo Krishna Chandra Saratsar. Saratsar. Hmm. Saratsar. The topmost truth. Okay, let's try this. Nabadipa 
Patakori Nyai Ratna Nama Dori Nama Dipe Patakori Nyaya Ratna Nama Dori Baker Kach Kachi Koile Sa Dravyadi Padartha Gyan Chaladi Samavaya Kori Lebicha Samavaya Kori Lebicha Tarke Charama Pala Boyankara Hala Hala Tarke Charama Pala Bayankara Hala Hala Nahi Bichari Le Duni Ba Nahi Bichari Le Duni Ba Ridoi Katina Holo Bhakti Bija Nabadilo Ridoyak Katina Holo Bhakti Bija Nabadilo Kise Habe Baba Sindhu Kise Habe Baba Sindhu Anumile Jayishfa Shekulala Chakradha Anumile Jaishar Shekal Shekulala Chakradha Sadhana Kemone Habe Ta 
Sadhana Kemone Habe Sahaja Samadhyaji Anumiti Mana Bhaji Sahaja Samadhi Chaji Anumiti Mana Bhaji Tarkanishta Hridoy Toma Tarkanishta Hridoy Toma Shrido Krishna Dan Nahipana Sukasana Shrido Krishna Dan Nahipana Sukasana Aho Dik Shetarka Chaha Aho Dikse Tarka Chaha Anjaya Nyaya Mata Durakodo Abhirata Anjaya Nyaya Mata Durakoro apirata Bajo Krishna Chandra Saratsa Bajo Krishna Chandra Saratsa Ade Krishna Ade Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare.
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare Bo Hare Bo Hare Bo Go Hare Bo Nitai Go Hare Bo Hare Bo Hare Bo Go Hare Bo Nitai Go Hare Bo Hare Bo Haribo, Goraribo, Nitaiko, Haribo, 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 Goraribo. Shila Bhaktivinoda Takura Ki Jai. Um, yeah, just a couple of words more about this song. If we remember <clears throat> last week, uh, the previous song was teaching the mind about the folly of Brahman realization. Um, and the conclusion was, I now declare that the Brahman effulgence is actually the transcendental effulgence of Lord Krishna's body. It is his extremely vast and extensive aura. He who is the Brahman and above that Parabrahman is the original form of Lord Shri Krishna. I would have translated this a different way. It's a little ambiguous. Anyway, uh, for whom Bhaktivinoda has love and affection. So the point I wanted to make is just that um, if we take this song from last week as a teaching to the mind about um, 
Advaita Vedanta, then uh, the the song that we have just sung sung is sort of continuing in that line, going through the different classical uh, Vedic, so-called Vedic darshanas. So previous would have been classical Vedanta, which is essentially non-dual. Um, Vaishnava Vedanta is nuanced non-dual Vedanta, if you like, um, in different ways. And then here in this song, we're getting mention of Nyaya and uh, I guess Mimamsa was not mentioned, but Nyaya is there and uh, Vaisheshika. These are mentioned specifically. And uh, yeah, Bhaktinoda Thakur is saying, don't waste your time. Uh, these things, these are not going to give you Mm -hmm. any bhakti and they're not going to attract the Lord to um, be comfortable in your heart I like this expression it doesn't make a sukhasana a happy seat um, in the heart um, it meaning the, these uh, these other darshanas, uh, such as Vaisheshika. Yeah. Okay, so some teachings to the mind. And then um, more teachings to the mind. Actually, I could also um, just pause for a moment and see if any of you have any comments to the song or any part of the song, anything you like especially about it. Uh, we have a chat here. Mm -hmm. Oh, question from Dira Lalita. Thinking of Mayavada way of life, I wonder if there's a fear of being a person and having relationships with other persons and ultimately with Supreme Lord Krishna. Yes, that's um, precisely what, wasn't it? Um, I still have the other, the older, previous song here. Um, okay, well, he he's puts it a little differently. He says, you despise the material world just to facilitate your merging into Brahman, but you are afraid to worship Hari, the Lord of ecstatic love, for fear of perceiving your own eternal spiritual form. Um, yes, but also, as I remember, now is a test whether my whether my memory works here. Uh, chapter 4, Bhagavad Gita. Verse, must be verse number 11. Purport. Let's see if we got it. Uh, 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 uh. 
Well, it might take me a while to find exactly, but he, he talks about this uh, fear of personality. Uh-uh-uh. One thing he talks about here is spiritual suicide. <laughs> As for those who are impersonalists and who want to commit spiritual suicide by annihilating the individual existence of the living entity, Krishna helps. Krishna helps also by absorbing them into his effulgence. Mm. Okay, no, I didn't get it quite. Maybe it's the previous purport. Uh, anyway, it takes too long to look. But somewhere there, uh, Prabhupada speaks about this fear of uh, personality of relationship because of disappointment, uh, because of because um, relationships are always challenging. <laughs> They're always uh, they can be disappointing. They don't have to be, but they can be, and. Mm. they can be uh, challenging because they involve one thing is um, relationships of friendship of love of affection involve uh, vulnerability showing one's vulnerability which is difficult so yeah that's one point um, okay. And what else? Oh, Divyambara. <laughs> I guess you get a fair number of Mayavad, Mayavadis in New York, isn't it? I've noticed that some of these people we're a lot more personal and friendly than some of our devotees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Do you want to talk about that, Divyambara? Well, Hare Krishna, Guru Mahesh. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, everybody. Um, not that I associate a lot of with followers of the Mayavada philosophy, but it just strikes me sometimes how impersonal Krishna devotees can be. Maybe... I don't know, is it in a beginner stage, the fear of becoming attached or I don't know what it is, but um, it's just such a drastic difference sometimes. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's why sometimes people get more attracted to Mayavada philosophy communities because people are just so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're... You remind me of something that uh, the late Sridhar Swami said many years ago in a seminar. Uh, I think he was giving a seminar on uh, f 
fundraising, friend making and fundraising, one of his favorite topics. And he was saying the same thing, and his, he was telling about an experience of some yoga center in New York City um, that he visited. And he said he was completely shocked and amazed at how, how nice, how warm, how welcoming, how personal they were um, in a natural way. He didn't feel like they were just putting it on. Um, so he was pointing that out. Why yeah, that uh, we're we devotees are so proud of being personalists, <laughs> but then then uh, do we always show it? Um, one thought came to mind about this. It could be that we consider well, Krishna is the supreme person. So we'll leave all the uh, trouble of being personal to him. Krishna can be the, the Krishna can be personal with everyone. We don't have to bother. Maybe that's the idea. <laughs> I think this was also a misunderstanding of like a strict brahmachari. No eye contact with, especially with with women, yeah. or not looking at the person's face or whatever. So things have changed. Definitely, our ties have changed. I don't see this impersonal approach in, at the Bhakti Center for sure. Right. But yeah, I'll, just observations from the past. Yeah. No, and you mentioned before a lot of it is certainly. Uh, just symptoms of neophyte behavior because one thinks, okay, now I'm giving up the material world, so that means giving up connections with other people. It's just me and my guru sort of thing. Uh, that's, yeah, that's the Kanishta level. Okay, thank you. Um, Sita Sundari is writing. Can you please give pra a practical example of transcending the modes as in being transcendental? It may sound as a kind of state, like floating around peacefully absor absorbed in thoughts of Krishna, like that. What could be a practical example of this in our daily life as we go about Ah, practical example. <laughs> well, I think many of us, um, and certainly all the devotees who were fortunate to meet Srila Prabhupada directly, um, our immediate thought is he was the practical example. Everything that he did, every, every way that he was, uh, was showing the example of a someone who is transcendental in all respects. But I also remember uh, an answer that he gave to one devotee. I believe it was on a morning walk. Uh, the devotee was asking Srila Prabhupada, so what is it that a 
pure devotee sees when we we hear that a pure devotee sees Krishna everywhere. What does that mean? Does that mean, and he went on to, to ask, does that mean that take this tree that we see in front of us, that he sees a little Krishna in each and every little, every leaf of that tree? Uh, or, or what? He, he was really genuine. I think Prabhupada appreciated that he was genuinely interested to get some insight into what would be a transcendental Krishna conscious vision of things. And Prabhupada's answer was quite striking. He said, it is like a mother seeing the shoes of her small child. She sees, she doesn't, she does not see the shoes, she sees her child. In other words, because of her affection for the child, yes, she sees the shoes, but she doesn't just think shoes. She immediately makes the connection. These are the shoes of my child. And so her feeling uh, is resting in that, in, that, uh, in that mood, in that mentality. So I thought that's, that, to me, explains a lot. That's what we are striving for, that sense of, yeah, just being reminded uh, that Krishna is present um, and with that, of course, a feeling of longing uh, to be with Krishna. So that's what comes to my mind. That's anyone else have any practical examples of transcending the modes? Oh, I, I have another example which is just a humorous one. I've told it probably before here, maybe, maybe not. Uh, years ago, many, many years ago. I didn't see myself, a devotee told me about this, but a uh, few devotees were doing Harinam, Kirtan, uh, in the street of some town in Germany. Mm. I don't know. I think it was a, a larger city, but I don't remember. And they were sitting down. They were in some place where it was allowed for them to sit and uh, and do kirtan and they were undisturbed and the um, people were walking by and some people were stopping and listening and so on and among the devotees there was one devotee I think he was just there for a sh uh, visiting Germany for a short time he was from India um, so while they're doing kirtan, at one point some um, some person came up to them. Prabhupada would say he was not in order. <laughs> he was he was drunk, and he had a bottle of beer with him, 
And while the devotees were playing, uh, singing and playing, this, this man took the bottle of beer and he poured it over the head of this Indian devotee. Now, if this had happened to me, I'd probably be kind of, kind of upset, uh, certainly annoyed. But this, <laughs> this devotee responded. He said, oh, Abhishek. <laughs> uh, which I think is, yeah, it's a nice illustration of transcendence through humor. Uh, and it, it points out that there are many ways to perceive how things happen or what is happening, what is happening to us, uh, what is happening in the world. Um, and when we mm, cultivate that awareness, when things happen that might normally disturb us, we can start to see there may be another way to see this. And of course, what we're really always trying to see is Krishna behind whatever happens. And then we can ask, our, ask ourselves and we can ask Krishna, oh, Krishna, what is it that, what's your message here? <laughs> what do you want to teach me? Uh, um, okay, you want to teach me humility? I get it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I got the message. <laughs> Uh, Dira Lalita is asking, does it mean that Mayavadis are not brave to face their personal vulnerability and Vaishnavas are brave? Well, um, of course, we're speaking kind of, we're, we're using uh, a, a sort of shadow boxing here because we're not talking to any real live <laughs> Mayavadis. Although Prabhupada when devotees asked him why he's talking about Mayavadi so much, he said, uh, because you are, you are having this tendency for Mayavada. Um, but that would be the logic. Uh, yes, it's a matter of courage, isn't it? Uh, courage to face uh, the uncertainty, which is Krishna consciousness. Uh, Krishna is full of surprises. Uh, he is um, nava nava rasa. He is ever fresh rasa, and he's also the original trickster and jokester. And so, you know, be ready for anything to happen. And Mayavadi presumably would say thank you, but no, thank you. We don't need. I don't need that. <laughs> I just. <laughs> want to have the light, the, the light of consciousness. Right, okay, um, I want to do some manashiksha, but before that, I'm going to disappear for a minute and a half, and you're welcome to say, say hello to each other or whatever. Um, Yes, I'll be right back.
guys na everyone. now to ask live and I did last time sweating sweating and this time I didn't I didn't have the courage so I put it in writing <laughs> but it's lovely it's mm -hmm. lovely um, so you're definitely wise now <laughs> you're brave <laughs> no? Okay, somehow I seem to have disconnected, but seems that now we're back. <laughs> oh, um, okay, welcome back. So now I wanted to share with you 
some more manasiksha of Srila Raghunathas Goswami. <clears throat> this is verse number six. Arecheta prodyat kapata kutinati barakara ksharan mutre snatva tahasikatamatma namabhimam sadatvangandharva giridharapada premavilasat sudambodhaus natva tvamapinitaram mam chasukaya O ruffian mind, ruffian means rascal, um, badmash. Why do you burn yourself and me, the soul, by bathing in the trickling, trickling urine of the great donkey of full-blown hypocrisy? and duplicity, kapatakutinati. Instead, instead, you should always bathe in the ocean of love emanating from the lotus feet of Sri Sri Gandharvika Giridhari, thereby delighting yourself and me. Um, so I looked up this word kutinati. Kuti means crooked, uh, like a river is curving, or moving back and forth. And nati, nati, uh, is the language of the nata. And what is a nata? A nata is an actor a performer. So someone who performs on stage, and I think traditionally in traditional Indian culture, the, uh, the dramatic performers were not considered very high-class people. Um, so, so the crooked, literally crooked speech, uh, Duplicity, it's translated here, or dis deceitfulness. And kapata, hypocrisy. So now, Shila, just briefly, I'll, I want to go over uh, what Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur says about, uh, about part of this. He's explaining... Um, this line, Prodyat Kapata Kutinati Sharan Mutre Snatva. And he says there are three categories of spiritual practitioners, sadhakas. There's the Svanishta sadhaka, who's only uh, endeavoring to please Lord Shri Bhagavan, Lord Hari, and is not interested in regulations and injunctions of Varna and Ashrama Dharma. Um, 
Okay. Then there's, so that's one type, the uh, Svanishta Sadaka. Then there's the Parinishta Sadaka, who is engaged in prescribed activities, taking shelter of all the, the rituals and so on for worshiping the Lord. Both of these categories refers to grihastas. Then there's a third category, and this third category are called nirap, nirapiksha sadakas. And the nirapiksha sadaka um, are not grihastas, they are renounced. And mm, their nature is to be detached. Um, however, his point, why he's talking about this in the context of this verse, is he's saying all three of these types are uh, subject to engaging in deceitful or pretentious or uh, uh, hypocritical uh, ways within their practices of sadhana. And then he elaborates each of these three categories, how each of them, <laughs> Bhaktivinoda Thakur likes categories and subcategories and sub-subcategories. Uh, he elaborates some subcategories of different ways that each of these types of sadhakas uh, might be involved in kapata kutinati. And he says that the svanishta sadhaka, that's the grihasta, who is simply worshiping the Lord, not concerned about varnashrama dharma, says there are six ways that this person uh, can be deceitful. First is, he or she uh, may be indulging in sense gratification on the pretext of satisfying the Lord. So just gross sense gratification, making, making it uh, supposedly worship of the Lord. Second, serving rich, influential materialists instead of serving simple nirapiksha servants of Krishna. So um, maybe, you know, trying extra hard to make friends with influential people so that one will become somehow influential oneself. Third, accumulating more wealth than would ever be needed, uh, which we can say is a form of greed. Fourth, enthusiasm for meaningless temporary gain, even at the cost of envying and harming others. So stepping over other people, causing harm, not necessarily physical, can be 
emotional harm, mm, just to get ahead, pushing forward and saying, I'm doing this all for Krishna. Uh, which reminds me of an example, uh, a real example. I won't say where this happened, uh, but I I knew one devotee in one country. I won't say which country, um, who was very enthusiastic in uh, managing one preaching center. And he, would t he invited me. We had a program at the preaching center. And he would tell me how he has big plans. They're going to buy some property and they're going to build uh, a proper temple for Krishna and so on. And, you know, I said, very nice. Wish you all the best. Some weeks or months later, I don't remember how, how much longer it was later, I was told by another devotee that that devotee is now in prison. What? He's in prison? What happened? <clears throat> well, uh, he was working for a bank, and he was... Um, extracting through his accounting he was extracting small amounts of money <laughs> into his own account and uh, the bank managers noticed something strange something fishy and uh, they managed to find out what happened and then I heard also later, so this person had been put in prison. Uh, and I also heard when he was um, in court before the judge, and the judge was asking him, why did you do this? He answered very honestly. He said, I was doing this for Krishna. Hare Krishna. <laughs> yeah, so um, that could be one form of what's being described here. <clears throat> uh, okay, now the deceitful nature of the Parinishta Sadaka, remember this is also a Grihasta who is very concerned to follow Varnasham Dharma. Uh, there are two ways Bhaktivinoda Thakur identifies of deception. One, making an external show of strictly following rules and prohibitions while inwardly being very attached to material subjects unrelated to Krishna. That's one. And the second one is preferring the association of non-devotees rather than Krishna conscious devotees. Which, of course, is a reminder for us um, to think about um, who do we like to be with? Uh, we want to cultivate 
the inclination to be with other devotees. Uh, whatever faults devotees may have. And we all have faults, don't we? Now, the Nirapeksha Sadaka has eight ways of being deceptive. Whew. So it looks like uh, it's even more, um, uh, how to say, more conducive or one is more vulnerable, perhaps, to being kutinati or kapata. Okay, first, thinking of oneself as an advanced Vaishnava. Thinking, look at me, I'm so advanced. Second, thinking of oneself as superior to others simply by wearing the dress of a renounced person. Third, collecting material wealth for food and clothing more than required. Uh-oh, I better look out here because I've got so many clothes here. I really should get rid of some. <laughs> Fourth, Improperly associating with the opposite sex in the name of spiritual practices. Hmm. Shabdan, shabdan, be careful. Five, staying with materialistic people with the expectation of receiving wealth rather than visiting Krishna's temple. Hmm. Okay. Six, being inwardly anxious and worried about collecting more wealth while making a pretense of performing devotional service or chanting. Um, so one may be chanting, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, and meditating, how can I get more money, more money, more money? <laughs> Uh, seven, being more concerned with external dress and rules and regulations than devotion for Krishna. And finally, number eight, overlooking or neglecting the main purpose of spiritual life, developing love for Krishna. Now, whether or not we are in one or another of these three categories uh, of svanishta sadaka, parinishta sadaka, or nirapeksha sadaka, um, certainly all of these, we can be aware of the forms of deception that we want to avoid. Yeah, and the alternative Sadatvam Gandharva Giridharapara Prema Vilasat Sudambodhao Snatva Tvamapi Nitaramam Chasukaya. Instead, instead of all these kinds of deception, you should always bathe in the ocean, the ocean of love emanating from the lotus feet of Sri Sri Gandharvika Giridhari. And thereby, what's the result? The result is you will be, the mind will be de delighted and the self, um, 
atmanam api mam, the self and um, and the mind will be satisfied. Okay, Srila Raghunath Das Goswami Kichai, Hare Krishna. Show and tell time, who has something, something for us? Um, maybe I should ask, not to embarrass her, but if Sitarani, I saw you were here, if you were able to figure out how to make the film, show the film you wanted to last time. I guess not. your volume is extremely low, at least for me. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I can't do it uh, last week, so I hope I can do today. <laughs> okay. Yes, uh, regarding, uh, regarding the book, uh, book fair. Yes. This year. Yeah, so uh, I want to show two small uh, videos. This one, yeah. And this one can see. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it is the uh, the book there, which uh, I said that uh, there is over two hundred books. So it is quite early in the morning, so not so many people there, but uh, still have some uh, people come. Okay. Just, uh, yeah. Okay. And other one. Uh, the other one is uh, exactly our uh, booth. Uh -huh. So it is uh, our main. Uh, main theme is Vegetarian diet, uh, cooking class, 
Quite a quite a large booth. Yeah, actually, it is two books. Oh, okay. Yeah, connected two books, so we can do in two sides. And you said this was early morning, so there were not yet so many people. Yes. Many more people came later. Uh, afternoon and on Friday, Saturday, the time is going uh, last to. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's that's typical. That's kind of typical Hong Kong. Everyone is out shopping until until practically yeah. midnight. There's so many people on at that time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is my very short uh, show and tell. <laughs> Our this year. Thank you. Thank you, Sitarani. Thank you. <clears throat> It reminds me that, um, yeah, already in the 1970s, I don't know exactly, 75, maybe earlier, uh, in Germany, devotees arranged to have a book booth at the Frankfurt Book Fair, which, as I I don't know if it still is, but it was the largest book fair in the world. And, um, yeah, I don't know. They did at least one year, maybe more than one year. And also in... Somebody else may know which year, but in some year or more than one year, they've done in Moscow, Moscow Book Fair, from early, I mean to say, uh, before... While, this, while it was still Soviet Union, they were uh, having books in the book fair. <laughs> so, yeah. So many different ways the books can be presented. Once a year in Hong Kong. In Hong, yeah. Yeah, also the devotees in... Um, in, from BBT Los Angeles, every year at the American, the American Academy of Religion. Um, let's see, Uddhava Mitra, if you can turn off your, mute your microphone. Yeah. Um, 
at the American Academy of Religion conference, which is in different a different city each each year, uh, they have a, a very quite large book exhibition uh, of all the publishers of books on religion in America, and there are some something like two hundred uh, booths at, at that event also. And the BBT also set up a, a, a booth in that, which is interesting because it's, um, it's, you know, it's a scholarly conference, but no, nonetheless, the devotees present Prabhupada's books, and it's nice. Yes, also, uh, the people will ask us, because there, up there, there's a level for the religious book. All the schools, all the level is for religious. Religious. Oh. And the people will ask us, um, why do you are not there? Ah. <laughs> because they, they will say, uh, you are a religious. I said, no, we are not a religious. We are a lifestyle. <laughs> we are a science. <laughs> so that's why we are here. Ah. In, the, in that level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thank you, Guru Thank you. Hare Krishna. Thank you all. Hare Krishna. Hare Anyone else want to share something? Yes. Um, Guru Maharaj, speaking about books, I wanted to show a few behind-the-scenes pictures of creating the photos for my new cookbook. Oh, very good. Okay. That's interesting for you to see how a cookbook is created. Sitarani, <laughs> uh, I must say, I'm so impressed by the by the booth display with all the beautiful displays. And it must have been a lot of preparation that you put behind it. And I was very thrilled to see my first cookbook in your display <laughs> in the vegetarian <laughs> section. <laughs> so let me show you. Let me share my screen. Oops, not this one. This one. Um, all right. So two weeks ago, we my publisher hired a um, production team to so the photographer, food stylist, prop stylist to um, do the fifty-three photos of my new cookbook. And this is a mock of the possible cover. Nothing has been approved yet. And I just put the title here. This is not going, it's not, hasn't been designed yet. And these are very rough photos, low resolution, not edited yet, but this might be the possible cover. Mm. And the current title is Joy of Balance. Mm which is a little bit of a spin on, on the most popular book pr ever printed in English, Joy of Cooking, that was published in 1937, and it has <laughs> many editions. Yeah. So, um, um, and it is an Ayurvedic guide to cooking by ingredients. So the book is organizing according to ingredients. Uh-huh. And... A little bit of the table of contents for chapter one. Um, so I focus on 
The Ayurvedic principles of eating food for nourishment, and I really try to inspire the reader to really connect with food as a source of nourishment to support you in fulfilling your purpose. So, like, not just filling the belly. So I try to raise consciousness in this way. And I I, I... I insert a lot more spiritual, spiritual, how to say, spiritual um, concepts into this book than the first book. I, mm. I feel the readers already, especially after COVID, people are already more open to spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all right. Mm. A little bit of this. And then this is the chapter opener for the vegetables, the chapter on vegetables. And I, this picture took three hours to design, like the <laughs> setup. <laughs> wow. And it is very beautiful. And it takes, it takes, it's a special skill to keep all these leafy greens fresh and yeah. perky and, um, and to to make everything colorful and I when I looked at all the pictures at the end I was like wow there is such an incredible variety of vegetables and fruits and grains and lentils and beans that that make it very easy to be a vegetarian mm -hmm. because a lot of people who eat meat they always think of, oh if I don't eat meat what do I eat I just eat salad mm -hmm. so I really hope that this book will also show the incredible variety that people have um, in the vegetarian, uh, in, on, if they're on vegetarian diet. Yeah. Three hours. Yes. <laughs> so this is a little bit of the set. We did this at our new Bhagavad Life space. And uh -huh. you see, this is Kate. She's our food stylist. And it's Rachel, our photographer. This was an all-women team. <laughs> and um, so she's setting up the pictures. And you have the items on, on the display. And you have to see that every single thing, the way the, the green is little tilted, all of this is intentional. Mm -hmm. and it's such an incredible artistry. So the way you do it is... You put it and then she will look at the screen, this screen here, and she will see what it looks like on the screen and then she will go back and adjust it. Hmm. And I really admired Kate because she was on her knees the whole time. Like we had very long days. We started at 8.30 in the morning, sometimes until midnight hmm. because we had to be on schedule. And um, I cooked everything with the help of a whole team of assistants, I'll show them to you. But basically, and I would offer every dish so so that the picture, what's on the picture would be prasad, hopefully. <laughs> but um, I was thinking how Kate was kneeling to prasadam the whole time. Unknowingly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. And they ate the whole team, the whole... The whole crew ate prasad. We would bring prasad from Divi's kitchen every day uh. for lunch. So that's me. But 
I wanted to show this picture not to show myself, but just to brag about my balcony garden. Huh. And dear Lolita, I'm trying to follow in your footsteps here. <laughs> um, but um, we have a long balcony that's kind of narrow, but we can fit a lot of planters. And I grow about 18 culinary herbs that I use in, I use in cooking. So that's, that will be my portrait for the book. And I kind of like it because you can see nature and then the city behind it. So it's like a little piece of nature in the city. And these are the props. So there was one room filled with props. So all the little plates and napkins and utensils and boards and backdrops. And uh, so the prop stylist brought all these props. It was a lot of loading and unloading. Mm -hmm. So I want to show you the process of photographing the Moroccan-style vegetable tagine. So what I try to show so is how to apply the Ayurvedic principles of digestion and food compatibility to any kind of cuisine. So it doesn't have to be Indian flavors. And tagine is um, Moroccan dish. The, the tagine is actually this clay pot that you see with a dome-like lid. And that's, that's called tagine. So it, it creates a very specific way of cooking the vegetables. It's usually made with meat, but this is a vegetable style. So this is the final shot. And there is a lot of mint in Moroccan cooking. So this is these little mint petals are from our garden. And they're very intentional. <laughs> So this is me cooking the tagine. So of course, first is the cooking part. And then the stylist started putting it into the clay pot. I usually cook it in the clay pot, but for the picture, we, I cooked it in a different pot and then transferred, transferred it to the clay pot. Um, cooking for photography is a completely mind, different mindset. I have to constantly think, think of how every vegetable or every piece of food is going to look in the picture. So then the prop stylist sets the props. They create like the, how is it going to look um, on the picture and they look through the camera and the screen. So this is our prop stylist, her name is Andrea. She was very jolly, very jolly person. She would just walk around and sing to the vegetables. <laughs> Um, it was very nice because she would like lift our spirits sometimes from the very long days. It was exhausting. So the three of them, the photographer, the food stylist, and the prop stylist would work together to position the, the pots and the plates and whatever, however it looks best. And this is Kate with her tweezers <laughs> arranging every single vegetable to look at its best. <laughs> and this is Martinka. She's my Ritzali editor. She it, she's the one who introduced me. She represents the publisher and she manages the whole book production. She's actually from uh, Polish, Martinka Varzhiniak. And um, very expert at book production. We became very good friends after the first book. And um, yeah, so... 
when they're kind of ready with the final version that not the final version but with the version that they're happy with so they will call me and they'll ask me what do you think so we'll sit and look at the screen and discuss and I might say oh how about moving this a little bit here and then we'll look at it and then finalize the shot so we, we're talking about this particular shot here and these are pecan chocolate cookies they're vegan and gluten-free. So almost all dishes are vegan. I have a few dairy dishes, but almost everything is vegan. This is a very tasty recipe. And here, I wanted to show you this picture because all these little crumbs that you see here, they're all intentional. They were placed there. <laughs> it was not spontaneous. Um, so the goal of food photography is to make the food look very appetizing and enticing and inspire you to make it. And this is Melissa. She is an aspiring back, back team. And she's also a professionally trained chef. And she kind of came to volunteer and help me with the shoot. So she's there making the cookies just before they go in the oven. And these are stuffed cabbage rolls with cashew gravy. Very polished. It's very, we make them in Bulgaria, but it's a very European dish, I would say. Very popular in Poland, I forget the Polish name, Golonki, something like that. Um, and then, yes, they're very tasty. So again, they're discussing here what to do with this picture. And the napkins, wow, these napkins here, the linens, it's a whole art of how you position the napkin and how you wrinkle it. And it's, just watching them do this was like, wow. <laughs> this is the food spread. So it's the chapter opener for the fruit chapter. Again, such a opulent um, variety available to us. And we try to display fruits from all over the world because the book will be sold all over the world. And this is a dessert, a strawberry parfait and chocolate mousse. They're both vegan and raw desserts. And this is a little bit with me on the sunset. <laughs> this is a very simple cream of cauliflower soup, like cauliflower soup with almond cream. But the way they made the, the cre almond cream look so nice here, this is like a... It's just, it's really, it's food art. What was the trick for that? So what you do is you, you drop, you make drops of the almond cream, and then you take like a or a toothpick, and you kind of go around and these. Um, who is that? We're, I think that's Mundali. Mundali, can you turn off your microphone? Okay. I apologize. I don't know how this happened. All right, immediately. <laughs> and I'm almost done. So, Gurmaraj, this is a dish I created for you when you were in New York City the last time. So, in the head note to the recipe, I shared a little story about this. This is stuffed bitter melon. I don't know if you remember it, but you liked it. Yeah. And, and this is tamarind sherbet. So 
in India, it's called Panaka. And uh, I was told that this is one of Lord Nisinghadev's favorite dishes. I mean, favorite drinks. So it's made with fresh tamarind. So I have a section explaining the healing properties of fresh tamarind and what you can do with it. And this is a drink. Hmm. So I share a little bit in the head note about Lord Nisinghadev. Ah. Or how it's offered in traditional temples in India. I make it a little more broad. Um, and this is simple kitchen made beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is coconut chutney here, and these are marinated chilies. So this is a very nice condiment to add more heat and more acne and more digestive fire. And this is the team. So this is Kate, our food stylist, Rachel, the photographer, Martinka, the Ritzali, my publisher's editor, and that's me. And this is Jess, she was assistant and the prop stylist. And I included this picture because I just wanted to ask you all to bless these people. They're very special, they're special souls. They're very kind and very supportive and really did a lot of service during these five intense days of photographing the book. Hmm. And that's it. Very nice. Looking at those photos made me made me hungry again, even though I had lunch uh, just a couple of hours ago. <laughs> So I think uh, I think the purpose is fulfilled. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I look forward to preparing all these recipes for you next time I have a chance to do that. <laughs> when when are they projecting that the book will be out? It will be a year from now. In oh, fall next year. Still takes some time. Yes, design. Well, it's being printed in China and it goes to print in February. Mm -hmm. And it just takes time to print it and to ship it through sea. Yeah. To arrive. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you. It'll be nice. Your second cookbook. That I like I like the title, um, Joy of Balance Joy of Balance or Joy of Balancing. Joy of balance, yes. Yeah, the takeoff from the joy of cooking. And there have been so many takeoffs from that in, in our different books, the joy of this, the joy of that. Um, so you're getting to the real joy. Next one can be the joy of bhakti. <laughs> the joy of... Anyway, very good. Thank you. That's nice. Uh, before I forget, I want to call attention uh, for Usha. That Usha is uh, tomorrow morning going to be attending a initiation. And she is going to be one of the initiates. Congratulations in advance, Usha. Hare Krishna. Gaur Premanande. Hare Bo.
Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna, everybody. <clears throat> yeah, we sent, uh, I think, we sent a, a, an announcement, anyone who wants to join that. Um, His Holiness Chandramali Swami will be initiating several devotees in Bhaktivedanta manner. And uh, and Bhaktin Usha is also going to be there. And uh, yes, you can join. Okay. Um, we have another comment from Sita Sundari about Mayavadis. I don't know if we want to think about Mayavadis anymore today. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Some guests sometimes who seemed like Mayavadis, they also tried to convince other guests at the Sunday feast. Seems to me, though, that many of whom we may think are Mayavadis it is due to lack of knowledge, experience of pain and personal relationships. And then some who seem to be actually hardcore Mayavadis, like deep within. I remember such a man from back in Sweden, and he seemed to be truly a Mayavadi. The encounters with him were very uncomfortable. I remember my Guru Maharaj once wrote that Bhaktivinoda Thakur states that association with real Mayavadis can diminish our own devotion. Thus, we must be very careful. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole spectrum of Mayavadis. And even in sort of hardcore philosophical Advaitavada Sanskrit-based philosophy, there's a whole variety there, there are variations on a theme of Mayavada. Um, and it arose historically because there were some ambiguities, this is my understanding, some ambiguities in what Shankara was writing. And so his followers felt they need to explain some things. And in the process, they elaborated and some of what they elaborated became what came to be known as Mayavada. <gasps> mm. Yeah, but a lot of people are, they're just innocent. They've heard something and they take it on themselves. Uh, they don't really know what they're talking about. And such people can be attracted to Krishna. Oh, Mitra Balaram. Uh, the source, okay, the source of the different sadhakas. This was um, in Urmila, Urmila Devi's book, uh, Sri Mana Shiksha of Raghunath Das Goswami. She did this. Uh, Oh, I don't know, three, four, five years ago. And it's including, I mentioned last time, it includes commentary from Bhaktivinoda Thakur and uh, 
also um, translations, uh, sorry, commentaries by modern Vaishnavas, some of our own, some of my uh, god brothers, and Urmila Devi herself comments. So, yeah, Shivaram Swami Bhakti Vigyan Goswami Sachinandan Swami. Um, yeah, so this is this is the book. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, what do I want to do now? Well, it's <laughs> time goes so fast, it's already so late. Okay, let me do this. Um, we have time for one verse. I'm going to see if I can do this right. I've been given training by Madai Jivan in uh, sharing screen properly with two screens. Let's see if we get this right. Okay. Can you all see um, Srimad Bhagavatam 2.7.26? Should be able to see. Yes, no, maybe. Yes, Guru Maharaj, we can see. Okay. So I wanted to call your attention as, as we prepare, as we get into the mood of uh, the appearance of Lord Krishna um, coming in about one month, that there's this series of 10, I believe it's 10 verses altogether, uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 2, Chapter 7. Chapter 7 is giving uh, an overview of the avatars and it's a kind of expansion of overviewing that's done in Canto 1, Chapter 3. Uh, the verses are longer, and in some cases, uh, two verses rather than one will refer to uh, or describe a particular avatar. And then at the end of this list comes ten verses describing Lord Krishna. And this is the first of them. Bhume suretara viruta vimarditaya kleshavya yaya kalaya sita krishna kesha jatakarishati janupalakshamarga karmani chatma mahimopani pandanani pani bandanani when the world is overburdened by the fighting strength of kings who have no faith in God, the Lord, just to diminish the distress of the world, descends with his plenary portion. The Lord comes in his original form with beautiful black hair. And just to expand his transcendental glories, he acts extraordinarily. No one can properly estimate 
how great he is. Uh, this is a kind of theme that runs through these 10 verses. No one can properly estimate how great he is, uh, why he acts extraordinarily, not just extraordinarily, but we can say perfectly as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And what we get in these 10 verses is a whirlwind overview of Lord Krishna's pastimes, all focused on his killing pastimes. <laughs> his killing the demons. Uh, and his, well, I say all, practically all, not necessarily all killing, but uh, all emphasizing his extraordinary character and so on. And so what you might like to do in the next, uh, over the next weeks is you could chant these 10 verses. There are not so many. It's just 10 verses. And they're in uh, this um, Vasanta Tilaka meter, which is easy to chant. Bhume Sureta Ravaruta Vimarditaya Klesha Vyaya Sorry, Klesha Vyaya Kalaya Sita Krishna Kesha Jātakkarishyati janānu palakṣa-mārga karmāni chātma mahimo panibandhanāni. Um, I'm a little self-conscious chanting these verses because uh, the expert is with us, Divyambara. She's expert chanting mantras. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we can, we can, of course, you can read the purports. This is um, Prabhupada's purports, and uh, he's especially emphasizing in these purports the supremacy of, of Krishna. Um, and it's, it's all, you know, it's all preparatory uh, for, for the tenth canto itself. But what happens in the 10th canto? In the 10th canto, we meet Krishna's devotees in Vraja. And we find out that Krishna's devotees in Vraja are not generally interested in Krishna's supremacy. <laughs> um, just been listening to some some talks by Madhavananda Prabhu, um, uh, the Rajavasi's meeting Lord Krishna in Kurukshetra. It's a, I think he has sixty lectures in the series, and he's just now uh, been going through ten lectures describing Uddhava's meeting with. Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Mata in 
in Braja. And now he's trying to pacify them. Uh, he's trying to preach to them. He's trying to, he's trying to reduce their anxiety uh, that Krishna is absent. He's trying to reassure them. And basically, he's failing miserably. But in the process, he's realizing how great, how, how so much more exalted than he can even begin to imagine uh, their uh, love for Krishna is. And in his attempt to reduce their anxiety, one, one uh, strategy he takes, as explained by the commentators, one strategy he takes is to speak about Krishna's supremacy, how, is, how he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is all-pervading, that he is completely transcendental, and therefore, actually, no one is his father, no one is his mother, uh, he, he is equal to all, and so on. And he's hoping <laughs> that Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda Mata will become thoughtful, oh, actually, okay, well, he's not really our son, okay, maybe we should, uh, you know, not be so concerned about him. But it doesn't work. It doesn't disturb them at all. They just think, what's wrong with this Uddhava? Where is he coming from? Uh, rather, their love for Krishna simply intensifies uh, and uh, a contrast is made with um, Vasudeva and Devaki, who, because they are, they are also they are aware, they're acutely aware of who is Krishna, that Krishna is the Supreme Lord. Uh, in that awareness, they are uh, feeling such awe and veneration for Krishna that this makes such a distance. Uh, and therefore, they don't feel the same anxiety in Krishna's absence that Nanda and Yashoda feel. So there's a kind of irony that we get prepared for the Lord's appearance, uh, really with the first through the first nine cantos of the Bhagavatam, um, by understanding that He is Bhagavan. He is the supreme, all-powerful, all-knowing, omniscient, omnipresent personality of God. And then, when we get into the tenth canto, where we meet Krishna, we also meet his friends. We meet his mother, we meet his father, we meet his relatives. And they, sometimes they even hear that he is actually Narayan. They couldn't care less. <laughs> they just, they don't care. Doesn't, doesn't phase them, doesn't, doesn't, they, they can't relate to that. What is, what is he talking about? But uh, for ourselves, we can remember Krishna in our initial stages, especially uh, with these 10 verses. That's what I would have as one suggestion. So again, it's chapter 
Chapter 7 of Canto 2. Um, okay, one, I change. Okay, so one more verse. Just the translation. There is no doubt about Lord Krishna's being the Supreme Lord. Otherwise, how is it possible for him to kill a giant demon like Putana when he was just on the lap of his mother to overturn a cart with his leg when he was only three months old or to uproot a pair of Arjun trees so high that they touched the sky when he was only crawling? All these activities are impossible for anyone other than the Supreme Lord himself. Hare Krishna. Okay, well, that's our Saturday Sangha for this Saturday. Thank you all for joining the party and um, of course, it would be nice to speak with all of you individually, but alas and alack, it's nice that we can meet in this way at least. And I wish you all a very nice week, a safe week, and a happy week in Krishna's service. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Purusha Sukta Hare Krishna. That was a real um, quick momentary appearance. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it was it was a little bit like Alfred Hitchcock appearing momentarily in his films. Anyway, okay. Thank you all, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnavarinda Ki Jai, Nitai Gora Premanande, Hari Hari Bo, Hari Krishna.